Hi, I'm Mario Guerra, the two-time former mayor of the great city of Downey. And I'm here today with my co-host and the editor of the Downey Patriot, Eric Pierce. And you're listening, you're watching Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. Eric, election came and went. Um, actually, you know, it's kind of funny. We used to always have election day. I kind of feel like we have election season now in the city of Downey, we, too. We, we, we do. So we're filming this, taping this on Wednesday, the day after election day. Uh, we have results, and, you know, I, I'm tired. You know, I, was, I was up all night. I know that you were, too. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, election day is always fun. Yeah. It's always very, uh, I still get goosebumps on election day. I do too. I get, I get, you know, I was on the ballot five times and the last two times I didn't know what to do with myself. I went to a movie by myself and just sat there for two hours cause I was so stressed for the 12 hours that I yeah. did, you know, yeah. and so forth. So, um, anyways, um, yes, it's exciting. Locally, we have some results, right. so that's a good thing. But when I said election season, it's going to be a while before some of the other bigger races, mm -hmm. including mayor of LA and so forth. You know? Right. We had there's still some undecided. Even in Downey, we have a couple. We have a couple of undecided uh, contests. Absolutely, and we're going to get to that. But right. let's get to the ones that we do know about. Okay. Nothing's going to change that from right. that perception. You want to start it off? Yeah. So well, let's start with this Downey City Council. Yes. It's, it's District Two. Uh, the results are in. Hector Sosa will be the newest uh, Downey City Council member, uh, replacing Donald LaPlante, who was filling in for Sean Ashton. And, uh, you know, Hector was a front runner, uh, but he won big. He won really big. Were you surprised at how big he won? He captured, what, like 68? Yeah, 60 yeah. I, I, I wasn't surprised at the amount. I was surprised at the rest of the order who came in second and third, at least for the moment on there. But, you know, uh, Hector had, you know, he had the support of the community. He had, you know, the establishment folks uh, supporting them mm -hmm. because they knew him. You know, he had paid his dues. And, again, gangs out of Downey and Little League and everything else mm -hmm. on there. That's how local politicians serve up first, mm -hmm. serve the community, and then ask to continue right. to serve in a bigger way. So, so I'm not surprised as much as that. I am surprised that... Uh, the people that came in second and third and how that came about. So second place with uh, Dr. Anthony Felix, yeah. and then third place with was uh, Art Montoya. Yes. Uh, it, in my predictions, I had that flipped. I thought Art was yeah. going to to really be competitive with, with Hector. I was kind of surprised that he came in third. Yeah. Well, that, that Anthony Felix guy, he didn't really have a message. He did four mailers. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if they were legal because he didn't show his any FPPC number. I don't think he knew that, mm -hmm. but they didn't have a campaign uh, committee number on him mm -hmm. and so forth. So I don't know if that was legal, but they were just, yeah, they didn't say anything, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't say what he was for. He was going to get grants, okay? I right. mean, of course, every city tries to get grants. Um, but then Art, Art is very nice. He's a likable guy. You know him. We all know him here in the city of Downey from that perspective on there. He's a good a young man. Uh, I think that he didn't, wasn't able to distance himself from being Catherine Alvarez's commissioner. Mm -hmm. And I think we underestimated that mm -hmm. and the vitriol behind that and what that represents, even though we liked Art. So I think it was a combination that the other guy did, you know, had a little bit more money and mm -hmm. did some other things. But it kind of shows you put your time in a local community. Hector did. 
And folks, there's no magic to winning. There is no secret to winning. You're involved in your community, people know you, they tell other people, and then you walk, you walk and you walk, and then you do a mailer and you walk and you walk. Mm -hmm. So, and, and walkers are great, but you have to do it yourself because the people, if you come to my door, I'm more likely gonna vote for you. Right, right, so. and Hector was really walking. He had a team, but he was really walking. Um, were, were, you, were you surprised at all by the margin of, of victory? I, you know what, it's interesting is because in, in local races like this, there's no polling, there's no way of knowing, you just have to kind of back and know your community. Mm -hmm. um, so I knew he was gonna win, I just didn't know by how much on there. Right. So, and, and by the way, there'll still be, for the next two weeks, there'll still be ballots, but the difference is so great that there's no way anybody's it's gonna not, come The back. result isn't going no, to No, there isn't change. enough votes there for them to come back, no. even though the, this is early on. It so. is interesting, you mentioned the polling because you see other cities uh, larger cities, they have polling. It gives you an idea of who of who might be leading, of, of which way voters are kind of leaning. Yeah. We don't have that in Downey. It's yeah. a complete surprise. Yeah. We yeah. don't know until a little bit after 8 p.m. Right. when the first results are released. Right. We don't. Yeah. That's when we find out who's winning. The first ones are around 8.30 on there, and that's usually the people that voted in person. And then the absentees come in about an hour later, okay. uh, and then there's usually a third drop. Um, but you know what, something is interesting because I kept going through all the polling places mm -hmm. yesterday. So there's two in South Downey, there was mm -hmm. at Rancho, and there was one at Los Padrino. And there was only one in North Downey, and that was at Rio San Gabriel. Mm -hmm. But Eric, I was amazed, at six o'clock there was a line of you know 40 people in mm -hmm. line in the rain. Eric, at 7.30, there was a line of 40 people, yeah. okay? and in the rain in the dark. Mm -hmm. Here's the interesting thing, when I came back from Norwalk, uh, and then I drove by there again at 8.20. Mm -hmm. This is the polls close at eight. Yeah. I counted 20 some odd people still in line. Still in line. So they must have cut off, said, okay, you're the last person. I'm not saying anything hanky-panky was going on. Right. But Cause if, because if you're in line, you can say yeah, yeah line and vote. But Eric, why? Why did you wait till so late to vote? Why didn't you do it on Monday night? You could have mm -hmm. gone to the same place and right. stuff. So I'm a, it's just a, sure. a people curiosity thing. No, it, it is. But but you know, I, I like it. I like yeah. that people are voting and yeah. people are willing to yeah. to you know wait in line because Tuesday. If you remember Tuesday, yeah. we have a, we had a huge downpour. Yeah. It was raining like crazy, but people were really committed. Right. I voted over at Los Pedrinos in person. I like. To vote in person, I I'm a little old-fashioned like that. Yeah. Um, and you know what? The poll workers were so nice. Yeah. They were, everybody was yeah. very uh, uh, friendly. They thanked me for voting. I yeah. got my sticker. It's it's such a nice process, and it was it's all digital now. Yeah, it, it's it's very easy. They're yeah. there to answer questions. It was Eric, a really nice I, process. I don't get it when people complain about it. it was very easy. I felt comfortable with the electronic of it. It printed up a ballot, and then right. you got to put it back in. Right. The only thing that I I'm still, you know, flabbergasted that they don't ask for an ID that I mm -hmm. could have said I was anybody. You know, mm -hmm. I mean. You know, last week we saw that, and you know, President Biden goes to vote with his mm -hmm. granddaughter, right? Mm -hmm. And they asked the President of the United States in Delaware, they asked him for his ID. Mm -hmm. And you know, and, and I don't mm -hmm. know, I don't find anything wrong with that mm -hmm. because I, I, you, you know, the sanctity of the, of the ballot. But it was, it was very nice, the people were awesome, it was easy to do, mm -hmm. and you kind of feel like yeah. proud. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, District 4. Yes. Uh, Downey City Council District 4. Uh, Claudia Formetta, uh re-elected. What are your thoughts? 
Thank God. <laughs> you know, thank goodness. I mean, yesterday could have been so bad for our city in so many different ways. Claudia has been the, the true, uh, you know, uh, stable person there that's fought against all the craziness going on. Uh, you know, she sits there like a champ and takes it because you have some of these people, one of them that ran, they go up there and say nasty things mm -hmm. at the city council without any agenda. They just like to... And thank goodness Claudia has the fortitude and the strength to do that. So I'm excited that she mm -hmm. she won. It was it was a clear, easy choice. It wasn't like Hector was not an incumbent. Uh, Claudia was an incumbent, so she's a proven commodity. Mm -hmm. So it was an easy choice. Right. Um, the two other candidates, one is Joaquin Beltran. Uh, seems like a nice young man. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the one that wore the mask on there, the only mm -hmm. person in there, and he said because he was a leader, it was kind of mm -hmm. a little bit uh, interesting at the forum that you and I hosted. Um, but he didn't have a plan. He was talking of big national issues, and this is Downey. You know, mm -hmm. how are you going to fix our streets? How are we going to do this? How are we going to? So he seemed like a nice enough young man on there. He ran for Congress before and now for council. So I think he was out of his league, his element, and right. he he seemed to be not have a relationship with a lot of different people in the community. Mm -hmm. So that was it. And then the other one. Ah, right. What are you going to say? What are you going to say about the other person? <laughs> You're talking about Juan Martinez. Yeah. Uh, second time, at least, that, he, that he's lost. I, you know, I'll be honest. I don't think it's even worth talking about. It's yeah. so in, insignificant, his, his impact in, yeah. in Downey. Yeah. Um, he's one of those gadflies that goes to the city council and unfortunately also cusses a lot. Uh, he's a disruptor. He came to several events with a bullhorn to disrupt it on there. He mm -hmm. did it at the promenade. So it's this gadfly that is like, really, dude? And he got only got 100 and some odd votes. Yeah, which is, it was really know. bad. I feel, you know, when people use bullhorns and, and use profanity, I, I think it's because their their actual message yeah. it, it lacks substance yeah. so they need to kind of speak loud and be obnoxious to get yeah. people to pay attention to them yeah. because if their message really resonated with people they wouldn't have to go to such extreme measures agree. but agree. you know but overall you know district four that was a no-brainer from the beginning right. Right. i mean claudia was the only logical choice and i i wrote an op-ed for the downy patriot where, where i said you know Thank God that Claudia wanted to run for re-election yeah. because I wouldn't blame her if she if she walked away. Right. She right. doesn't need to do this. Like, if you don't know, what I'm talking about attend a city council meeting, yeah. and you'll see how brutal people are. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to put up with it. Yeah. Like, why why would any normal person want to do that? Yeah. And and Hector said last night at the victory uh, campaign uh, headquarters that they had that nice party for both of them combined. Uh, Hector said that he would not have run if Claudia hadn't run, mm -hmm. because you're right. I mean, I talked my daughter out of running in my old district. Mm -hmm. So Hector is sitting in District 2, which I proudly represented for eight years. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Sean Ashton came in, and I'm not sure what happened there. Uh, but now we have representation. So uh, just an antidote, and this is uh, interesting. Um, so, you know, in, in political offices, 480-some-odd cities in the state of California— so it's illegal to run as a Democrat or Republican. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's a good thing, right? On there, uh, you know, you're running on your merit. But people, it's interesting here in the state of California when you have the big R placed mm -hmm. on your forehead. You know, you're a racist. You know, if you're if you're a Republican, if you're a Republican. If you're a Republican. So, but two years ago we lost Alex Saab, 
and Rick Rodriguez, and they're both registered Republican. Two great men served our city well, and, and so forth. We all know that. It, it, you know, R and D didn't matter to them, just like it didn't matter to me when I was in office. So we had two Democrats that came in, and one of them is being recalled, Catherine mm -hmm. Alvarez, very progressive, crazy left kind of thing. But I don't mean everybody on the left is crazy as she is. Um, but then now we're bringing in two more Republicans in this election. Mm -hmm. uh, Claudia is a Republican, retro, so is Hector Sosa. Mm -hmm. So what do you think that says? Is, is, there a, is there something in there from a local? And Downey, by the way, is like 80% Democratic. So, so it, 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 you know, local city council races are nonpartisan. But I think we're, we're being, uh, the, the truth is it, it plays a large part into it. And, you know, Hector and Claudia are both Republicans, even though they're not going to admit it publicly. Right. And I think that says more about the Republican Party nationally than mm -hmm. it does about them personally. Right. And the interesting part is, you know, you're right. We've had Democrats and we have Republicans. That's not supposed to matter on a local level. Right. And I think over the, the last several years, we've seen those partisan politics kind of creep into local city council races. Right. And I think the city suffers as a result of Absolutely. it. I think you, you need people who are going to make the best decisions. You know, Claudia, as a Republican, you know, she, she voted. I've seen her vote for things that you would consider maybe more of a Democratic thing. Of course. And, and, and vice versa, you know. Right. You, I think what you want, you, you want council members who are making decisions based not on party affiliation, but based on what's best for the community. Right. And for the most part, we've, we've seen that right. in, in, in Downey. Right. But, but you're right. When we see... When, you, when we see candidates running based, you know, you know I'm, a, I'm a Democrat. I think that's going to turn off people. And I think it, it would vote the, the other way also, too, right. you know. Right. Yeah. And I think it turned out, you know, you sent me a thing the other day. There was uh, a candidate that we were helping that they did a hit piece on me. Mm -hmm. And they called me. I was a Trump supporter and a real estate mogul. First of all, I don't know about the real estate mogul. I'd like to be a mogul someday. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure what the word mogul is, but I, I do have some real estate. But a Trump supporter is like, I can't stand Trump. Mm -hmm. But that's the that's the cheap way of, of putting down Republicans. Mm -hmm. um, they're, oh, you're a Trump supporter. You're right. So people got lazy here in California, and that's just been the big attack for anybody that's Republican. But, you know, it is what it is. It's, there, you know, you know it, I think most people still are moderate. Right. People are going to, you know, swing progressive on certain issues or even swing more liberal on other issues. Yeah. And I think that's the way it's supposed to be. You yeah. know, more most people still are moderate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the way that's yeah. just no, the, that's especially fact. from the local level. And the, the one thing is that I always admire at the local level, I remember so many times at the council, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in our closed sessions and in open sessions. So you you're elected from a district. So yeah, you favor that district. But you can't, you got to do what's best for the whole city. Mm -hmm. Even if sometimes, you know, something new comes in a other district versus yours, you try mm -hmm. to pump up your own district. But I think for the most part, most residents in Downey do that. Well, right. And I think also you, you advocate for your district. Quite and, right. you know, and one, one pet peeve in District 2, you know, when, when Sean Ashton was on the council, is we had the Alley County doing all this work on their county-owned land, yep. you know, opening the the homeless transitional facility, 
And we have Sean Ashton on the council claiming that he has no idea what's going on. Which was a lie. We all know it was a lie because everybody on the city council told us that was a right. lie. They were all very briefed on it. Right. You so, know? I mean, advocate for be open and that, that's yeah. your district representing the entire city. Right. But that's for, like, look right. out for your district. Right. That should be your number one priority. Right. And if you disagree with the county doing something, which, by the way, that, that the county is going to continue to do a mm -hmm. lot of stuff. Like that. So I know that Hector, that was always one of my, Meredith Perkins before me, myself, we always watched Captain Watch on Rancho and worked with the county. Yeah, the county owns yeah. it and they can do whatever they want to a point, but you need to have certain permission from the city. So be transparent and talk about that. Right. Yeah. Let the residents know what's going on. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, okay, so let's move on to the rest of the things that impact Downey. So you have our, our state senator, Barbara Chaletta won. Mm -hmm. uh, that was fairly easy election, even though he had that case of the uh, sexual harassment against them that's still pending, but he won in spite of that. I don't think there was a really big opposition to to him there. I don't think he was really threatened you at know, all. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the other one that impacts Downey, uh, you know, uh, Blanca Pacheco, currently on the council. She won last night, and it looks like, uh, I mean, it was... 28,000 to 22,000, give or take. Uh, so she won. So she will be resigning, I believe, by December 5th. 5th yeah. So to get sworn in up in Sacramento. And then that's going to create a whole new open seat for the Downey City Council. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? So so we all expected Blanca to win. You know, she's she's a Democrat. Should be her opponent, Raul Ortiz Jr., who is a Republican. This is a very Democratic, heavily Democratic district. Um, but you know, she, she didn't win that big, yeah. you, you know, and so I, I think there, there's a couple of elements. One, I think her opponent being Republican, he automatically got the Republican vote. Mm -hmm. But I think you know, Blanca has lost some support here here in Downey, and and I, I feel there there's a sense that Blanca has kind. I don't want to say abandoned is a very strong word, but she's not as uh, committed here. Yeah. as she once was yeah. Yeah. and and you know she held her election night yeah. uh, event in, in santa fe springs which is really disappointing yeah. i mean Downey is your home base yeah. this is your this is your home yeah have it here show some a little bit more commitment to Downey. i was a little disappointed in that i was very disappointed i got the invitation i started laughing like Really, you're going to have Santa Fe Springs, a very might be a city in your district, but a very small city. This you're the mayor of the city of Downey. Yeah. Number one, yeah. I think she also lost some. You know, she was the deciding vote for Catherine Alvarez for mayor pro tem. Right. Which you know, I think that's one of my. By the way, in your editorial supporting her, you didn't mention that. Mm -hmm. You were very nice and you were mm -hmm. very at factual. Blanca's a very nice person, and I mean, there's nothing bad from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. But she misjudged what she did and by making Catherine Alvarez, which the residents now are recalling, they mm -hmm. put it on the ballot. Um, she, you know, when the mayor's transition comes in, is Catherine Alvarez qualified to lead that, even that meeting on December mm -hmm. the 6th? And so, so Blanca, that's I think where she lost a lot and, of support. And, and there, there's a thing that Blanc, you know, right now Downey needs stability. And I think, oh, we got some, you know, with, with Claudia reelected and Hector coming on board. But it, it feels like Blanca helped create. She definitely she helped create yeah. this mess in Downey, yeah. and now she's just kind of kind of walking away. Yeah. What else is going to happen? Who's going to be, be the next mayor? I, I don't know. Yeah. And she's you know she's she's 
yeah. wipe her hands. And I'm surprised Mario Trujillo's come out publicly a couple of times in favor of Claudia. Mm -hmm. I mean, for her reelection. Um, which, by the way, you don't do that at the mm -hmm. dais when you're up there. Mm -hmm. You don't. He came out and said, "Oh, Claudia, uh, for Meta, you guys should vote for her." You don't. You don't politics on the dais mm -hmm. there at City Hall. I mean, not, nobody in the history of our city has ever done that that mm -hmm. I can remember yeah. for the last 30 years. And then he brought it up. So I'm glad at least he's thinking of the best interests of the city that Claudia was an easy choice for that district. I just didn't wish he didn't do it at the city council. But now with this new opening coming up, it's going to be interesting how, how it all goes. Yeah, so you know it's it's not over yet. So yeah. you're right. So we're gonna have another. We have an opening district one Blanca seat. Uh, there's already some names going around. I mean, we're gonna see people jockeying for the position, yeah. but we're gonna go through this process all over again right. and see who right. runs. And then if I'm sorry, go ahead. No, there's a lot of people. Uh, there's several people that have expressed an interest, mm -hmm. and the former mayors. We've been getting involved now, and we're not searching for candidates, but they're coming to us and talking to us, and mm -hmm. and we're you know what happened two years ago. The former mayors are never going to let that happen again because mm -hmm. we have too much invested as residents, as former mayors in their city, like you do. You yeah, know? you know, yeah. I, I think you know, it's funny because I think this election also is kind of a. Uh, an indication of residents taking this election a lot more seriously, yeah. or at least I hope it is, yeah. because I think just based on the results, that's yeah. the feeling that I get. Yeah, I think everybody saw the turmoil. We've never, people have taken for granted the stability of the city. Mm -hmm. You know, what's happening at City Hall with great city managers, with great leaders uh, overall, and then when it all started collapsing and all the, the management, the institutional history started leaving, and then, you know, with the turmoil at the city council level, wow. So mm -hmm. I think residents, you're right. I think for mm -hmm. the first time, we former mayors said the same thing. We right. took our eye off the ball because of COVID and whatever other reasons two years ago, and, and look where it got us. So yeah. now well, we're taking it back. There's a lot of blame to go around. There is a lot of blame happened. to go around. So, um, okay, so Blanca, Bob Archuleta. Uh, one, one other thing that impacted the city of Downey, mm -hmm. big surprise, mm -hmm. big surprise, the transient tax. Right. That got defeated two to one. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even, it wasn't close. even close. So why do you think that happened? You know, it was interesting. A couple of reasons. One is I think there wasn't much. I think it went under the radar. I think there was confusion about what it was. I think people read it as as a new tax, as an increase in tax. So they just they're going to vote no on it. And I think part of it too is the instability at City Hall. I, th I think that played Why a part. Why am I going to give you more money on there to not know what I'm you're going to do with Absolutely. kind of thing? Absolutely, yeah. because you know lately it seems like the city, the city council's been acting like they have a bunch of money, they don't know what to do with it, yeah. and so it, it, the the timing's kind of off. You yeah. know, I think there's may, there might be some mistrust with it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what was. Yeah. It? Well, I I agree with all that. I okay, just for people that don't know, there's transient tax. We have a nine percent uh, transient tax. It's for hotel rooms. Okay, so it's not even going to be paid by the residents of the city of Downey, it's when you well, own it. Um, well, it could if you're staying in one of the hotels sure. here, okay? Uh, we have the Embassy Suites, we have the new Marriott uh, that just came in and any of the other hotels. So I think it was to increase it to like 13%. Uh, or just, we haven't updated it in 20 some odd years. Um, I was just recently in Washington, my hotel one was like 15%, and it was like $52 a night or some mm -hmm. ridiculous thing on yeah. there. Uh, you know, so 
so it is for people that are renting rooms and, and, and so forth. So it was going to create about a million dollars into the general funds of mm -hmm. City of Cal. And it was really an update of the transient tax. It wasn't a new right. tax. It was just to upgrade it. Uh, but you're right. I think it wasn't known. It wasn't sold. Uh, you know, kind of a little bit the opposite of what Cerritos College did on the Measure CC and what you know, down at Unified did on right. Measure K. Right. So and you know, so you know, I, we we talked about it. I d I did not support this this transient tax yeah. for a couple of reasons. The the main reason, or two main reasons. One, like you said, this money would go into into the general fund, so the city council can use the money however they wanted. Yeah. They could say that they're going to use it for police or fire, public yeah. safety. They, but nothing's uh, requiring them to do that. They can use yeah. that whatever they want. Two, you know, yes, the tax is paid by people who stay at the embassy suites and the new hotel, but also by people, the families who stay at those small motels. And those are people who can't afford it. Those are, <laughs> right. If you're staying at Rick's Motel, you're not on vacation. You're staying there because right. you're one step away from homelessness. Right. And so that's what, you know, I feel like we're charging this tax on the people who can least afford it. So I didn't support it. Right. And I'm, I'm personally happy that didn't yeah. pass. Well, I think also, I think the, the city leaders did not make a strong argument for mm -hmm. it. I know that they were all running for a different thing, but where was Blanca in mm -hmm. saying this for the good of the city? Like you said, right. I think it's kind of checked out on that. It, where was, I mean, Claudia was running, so right. you're not gonna be pushing something else where you gotta push yourself. But where was Trujillo? Where mm -hmm. was LaPlante? Where was mm -hmm. anybody? Where was Sean before? Yeah. Why didn't they start talking about it? Where's Catherine Alvarez talking mm -hmm. about, you know, she wants to help the people, but she didn't want to, you know, talk right. about the city. So I think you're, you're right. I think it's a good point. I think people were distracted. And I think also having so many new people at City Hall, as far as the new city manager and new department heads, it didn't, the city really didn't get behind this measure. Right. Yeah, but the council put it on the ballot, mm -hmm. the ones that voted on it. So, yeah. okay, so that's one on there. So we mentioned it briefly. You have the other one. You have uh, the Cerritos College, uh, mm -hmm. CC. Uh, it's $450 million. I, I just, I laugh when I say it out mm -hmm. loud because I can't believe Cerritos College had the gall to do that after we just, we still have another bond we're paying for. But $450 million to put it on the ballot uh, for other new construction or more construction uh, added. It needed 55% mm -hmm. to pass. And right now it's at 553 so it's right there. In razor the thin. So razor yeah. thin, which does that surprise you? Um, no, it doesn't surprise. I, I didn't know what to expect yeah. with it. Um, I didn't support this this measure, mm -hmm. and I, I, I don't know. It, I didn't think it was going to be this close. Yeah. You know, I thought by now we would know one way or another. Um, but I think people are just kind of split on, on and yeah. I, I feel a lot of people didn't make a decision until they actually got to the polls to vote. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. Were you surprised? Yeah. Um, I, I sur I'm surprised they got that much. I really, I voted against it, the mm -hmm. measure CC. And then you have, uh, you have the other one, the Downey Unified. Measure uh, K. Measure K on there. That was the same thing, $500 million. And I saw you were a supporter of it. I saw mm -hmm. the ad in the Downey Patriot um, and so forth. Um, and that's also razor thin right now, 55 point mm -hmm. something. I was surprised the number of votes on there. It was like 8,000 people, mm -hmm. you know, against it kind of thing. So right. I, I thought that would go past pretty easily right. here in the city of Downey. Were you surprised at the numbers? No, I wasn't surprised. Um, because, you know, even talking to to Downey Unified board members and admins, and they had done a study earlier in the year, so they knew that it was gonna be close. 
but I think they expected it to pass. And right now, it, it has the approval, but there's still more votes to be counted, so we don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised, um, but it's I, I'm a little surprised that it's so, so close. Yeah. Like, and you know, I posted this on, on, on Facebook. Like, this is a good example that every vote really counts. In this case, it will. Absolutely. It will. Every it single will. vote counts. And they'll do another release of, uh, you know, right now they're doing a lot of the absentees. will come out on Friday. Mm -hmm. And then every Tuesday and Friday for the next two weeks on there. I think right. the election, uh, L.A. County has to certify it by December 5th or something right. like that. So You know, it was, you know, it was interesting. I was reading in the L.A. Times this morning. And it was, they were talking about, the LA elections, but they're saying that more conservative voters tend to vote early, and more liberal voters tend to vote at the polls and a little bit later. I don't know if that's true or not, but I thought that was kind of interesting. I think, and they flipped. It used to be the other way around. Conservative mm -hmm. voters used to always like to go vote in person, right. kind of thing, and stuff. So, yeah, you know. And I think, you know, I don't want to get into national, but I think last night, um, you know, the nation said a lot of different things and some of it I think came about you know people got scared uh, the voter turnout I think on the left came out you know uh, Paul Pelosi's uh, you know the terrible thing that happened up there I think it kind of shook people saying man we have a lot of dissension in the country so mm -hmm. we need to tone it down and I think that had impact mm -hmm. I think Donald Trump uh, campaigning in the last week I think fired up everybody else on the left mm -hmm. and you know of course abortion uh, the two top issues were inflation and abortion on mm -hmm. there so uh, and speaking of that uh, I, I wanted mm -hmm. to go real fast with the propositions sure. mm -hmm. uh, Californians who were split Californians are interesting uh, prop one Okay, that passed with like 65%. As expected. Um, yeah. As expected on yeah. there. I think it was Vermont and Michigan are the only two other states that did this last night that literally put the abortion uh, wording into their constitution. Okay, so that kind of dispelled that. But, you know, that doesn't make any difference in, in California. Although it does allow now for later term abortions, which is a little scary, but that's a personal thing. Actually, that's a big thing on there, you know, in step. So uh, uh, Proposition 1 passed. Um, the 28th, the arts and music on there. Arts and music, that, that, that one passed. That one passed. That on one there. passed. It, you know. did that I don't know much about that yeah. specific proposition, yeah. to be honest. It, it just it earmarks 1% a, a of the budget to go toward art and music, okay. which, again, who could be against that? And right. I believe in that. I was in the band in junior high and so sure. forth. Um, I think it just takes away, it guarantees that to go there. So it could lower from math and... I was going to ask, where does that money come from? It comes just from... It's, it's not new taxes. It's an right. earmark from the current one. So just saying you have to spend $2.4 billion on right. art music. So it, it ties up the local educator. But again, how can you argue? Sure. That? Like, I think it's good for the kids. Sure. So, and then the, the, the famous one that passed, the tobacco thing. The tobacco. So. That was kind of that was kind of mixed. That one passed. What was the percentage of that one? Uh, I don't know right now. Okay. No, overwhelmingly. 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 Right. So you know, a couple years ago, the state legislature passed a law in California that you can't sell menthol cigarettes. Okay, and they were worried about the kids and and going the vaping and the flavored mm -hmm. and the whole thing. So what happened is the tobacco industry and others uh, put it on the ballot to put that as a test. So it, it's been on hold for two years. So if nothing else, it kept going for two years. Uh, so a yes vote says, okay, it's going to get banned. A right. no vote says, leave it alone. And, you know, 
my only thing on there, I just, I, you know, for me, it's the, my own little, I'm not a libertarian, but a, my own libertarian inside of me says, mm. we already have, it's already against the law to sell yeah. to minors. It's already yeah. against the law to sell to certain things. So I was like, do we really need this? And I thought, I used to be a smoker. I, 30 mm. years ago, I quit. Mm. And it was really hard. That's mm. one of the things I'm proudest of in my life because I think it extended my life. But you, I didn't smoke menthols. But you have people that are addicted to it. Mm -hmm. And you're talking to a lot of the minority communities, mm -hmm. okay? And they're addicted to menthol cigarettes, okay? So now they're going to have to go across the state lines to get their menthol cigarettes or something else. Right. I don't know. It seemed punitive. I understand the logic. Oh, we don't want kids getting hooked on these vapors. But, right. but you know, Joe Camel, you couldn't advertise Joe Camel anymore either, you know? Right. So there are laws. So, eh, right. you know. You know, I, I feel like the, the tobacco industry, if they didn't market their products... So obviously to children, we wouldn't be in this position. Because if you see some of those flavored tobaccos, uh -huh. it looks just like candy. Yeah. Like it, they're obviously going after children. Yeah. So I feel that. Where do you see that at? See, I don't see that. You I see don't... it like in liquor stores. Uh, you see it in, in I guess, places, I guess I, you know. I, I just don't go to liquor you, stores. You don't go to liquor stores. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't show it in 7-Eleven right. when I go in there no. for an IC. But anyway. Yeah, there's one down on Paramount Boulevard. Go down <laughs> okay, there. I'll go check uh, it out now. But I better go before it becomes law in the next couple of days. Right. <laughs> but no, they're, they're marketed towards, you know, they're very yeah. bright colors. They're, they're pushing them on yeah. kids. Yeah. So, but, yeah. So, on the no. So, it's interesting the last couple of days. So Karen Bass, and rightfully so, or I don't know, rightfully so, but she criticized Rick Caruso running. He spent $100 million. That's mm -hmm. the big number and stuff. So on propositions, proposition 26 and 27, they spent half a billion dollars, mm -hmm. $500 million, okay? So Karen, That's like the gambling one. The right? gambling one. So Karen Bass's point was, you know how many people we could have – you know, housed with a hundred million. Mm -hmm. Well, can you imagine what we could have done with five hundred billion, a million dollars on there? Although we don't know how to use the money, we—that's right. a loose term. We don't know how to use it. So both the the Indian casino one and the uh, uh, online gambling, big time mm -hmm. losers. I mean, right. seventy and eighty percent against. I was disappointed in the online gambling because I don't I don't gamble. Yeah. But you know, having the option to maybe place a bet on the game. You know, why not? I think there's 30 other states that already do it, and, you know, they're raising... You, you watching a football game on TV yeah. on regular Channel 2? Where does it? Who's the sponsor by? FanDuel or whatever yeah. and stuff like that. So it's already out there regularly. I agree. I don't mm -hmm. gamble, but, you know, I think we could still probably go online and gamble in another state or something. You know, right. I don't know. It just seemed redundant. Why not tax it and make something for our state? Right. I was surprised that it lost, and especially how bad it lost yeah. it wasn't even close yeah yeah so yeah. and then uh our two favorite ones and i'm being sarcastic 29 29 is the dialysis one put on by the union the third time in a row that lost big. at this point i'm voting against it every single time just out of spite <laughs> because you keep putting this on the ballot yeah. like yeah. we we keep telling you no 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 yeah. like when are you going to get the hints yeah you know what's interesting if i'm a union member of those unions that put it out i'm saying please don't waste my money anymore stop yeah. do it for something else put it in my retirement fund or something yeah. instead of voting three times in a row yeah. and then the last one was 30 and I'm glad I think Governor Newsom had a big uh, stake on that uh, mm -hmm. that's the one for that Lyft drivers put in and they were supposed to be for climate change and stuff yeah. like that and Governor Newsom called it a Trojan horse 
and and really interesting. You had the Democrats uh, party, you had left, and you had a couple unions that are going to build these infrastructure thing for it. Yeah. And then on the la- on the right side, you had Governor Newsom, you had the California Teachers Union, mm-hmm. and the California Republican Party. Mm-hmm. So it complete opposites. They'll never be together. Again. Yeah, I was gonna, we'll never see that again. <laughs> yeah. But but it defeated it. That yeah. uh, thirty went down, and rightfully so. Yeah. You know you can't punish somebody and try to I mean we're gonna have 15% California state tax on certain people that's just ridiculous so yeah yeah but anyways well I'm happy we're, we're through election day it's, yeah it's in the past so we yeah. could take a, a brief break here yeah. in Downey and then we'll start talking politics again because we have to yeah. uh, but I'm happy that's over I am too I am too for the time being I think you know everybody is going to keep looking you go to the updated ones to see when things yeah. come in. So there's still a lot of undecided. And, it, you know, it's it's kind of weird. If you, you know, and again, it doesn't impact us here in Downey per se, but if you're Karen Bass or Rick Caruso running for L.A. mayor, it's kind of sad that you're not going to know for a while. Mm-hmm. And you put on, and then the other thing is, why is that? Mm-hmm. You know, with the machines being so so easy and voting on there, why do we have to wait two or three weeks to know that? Most states are done. Mm-hmm. You know, they really are. So I just kind of, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's, I, I feel bad for the candidates and not just them, all the other ones no. wait. But I'll, I'll say I trust the process. I completely trust yeah. the state and the way that they're handling it because there's lots of um, disinformation. And I think that's yeah. what, you, you, you know, nationally, yeah. we see people when they lose try to sow some doubts in people's minds yeah. because they can't concede. Yeah. But I have 100% faith in So being the, the moderate right, that I am, I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I wasn't insinuating any hanky panky <laughs> or anything like that. I'm just frustrated at the process that it takes so long. Not that it's being done wrong. Right. You know, sure, it's like absolutely. you know, I I I believe it, and I like that we got to put the paper one back in there. Mm-hmm. So somewhere there's my paper ballot on right. top of it, the yes. electronic version, a part of it. Absolutely. So so can't you push a button? And tell me that that's what it, what it did. So right, that's that's right. my frustration. Yeah. I mean, come on, we do we we scan codes onto everything now, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. instantly, you know, we can get our menu for our food in right. an instant. And yet, you know, so you know, anyway. I, I panicked because <laughs> I, I didn't get a ballot this this year. Oh. I never, and I checked the website. I think it was the Secretary of State, and it said that it was at the post office. It was just never delivered. Oh. Uh, but so when I went to vote in person, they were able to handle it and. They yeah. pulled up my information, they, yeah. and uh, it, it was an easy process. Yeah. Um, but th- that was that was kind of that was the first time this it, ever happened. Oh wow! And yeah. not you, know, you know something interesting. It made me feel better. Again, we talked about the process mm-hmm. going there. So after I went and I checked in and so forth, I had to sign. She turned it around that I could sign that canceling my paper ballot. Mm. And I felt good at that. Yeah. Like you needed to cancel my paper yeah. ballot so I can't go home and mail sure. it in on there. So again, I agree yeah. with you. I think the process were good. Yeah. Hopefully everything works on there. But good. anyway, season, election season. It's it, We're now in the season, okay, <laughs> yeah, on are. there. We yeah. passed the election day, but it's all yeah. good. It's all good. Downey was a big winner last night regarding on there, and uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Good, good. Let's not forget, so uh, Talking Downey with Mario and Eric is sponsored by Financial Partner uh, Credit Union and those fine folks that have been doing great things here in Downey for 80 years. So we appreciate their sponsorship and their support. And this podcast is made possible by their uh, uh, contributions to our city. 100%. Good, good. All right, sir, why don't you take us home? 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we're, we're, we're happy to, to wrap up election season, and we're going to take a brief break. But thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Uh, this has been Talking Downy with Mario and Eric. And Eric. <laughs>